Hi, this is Gowron, Robert O'Reilly, in Star Trek. Go to Neil Before Pod. Now. 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 Goodbye. Neil Before Blog presents... Neil Before Pod. Rangers, welcome to a special edition of Neil Before Pod. Our mission today is to discuss some landmark episodes of the classic 90s series, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This trip into nostalgia is no easy task, and to accomplish it, we'll need some podcasters with attitude. <coughs> Sorry about that, that's better. I'm your host, Craig, and... Joining me on this is some 20-somethings with attitude. So we've got Natalie. Hi! And Angus. 20-somethings. <laughs> hey, I thought I would. Uh, I thought I would be generous with the aging. I was going to say teenagers, but you know. Oh, right. Middle-agers with attitude. What? <laughs> right, you can edit that out because I'm not happy with that. Nope. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> That's what you get for answering back. So uh, the same. I'm like Zordon. I've got rules. Aye, aye, aye. Who <laughs> Zordon? <laughs> Uh, the, first, the first one of those count that <laughs> she's on a Power Rangers podcast and asking who the hell Zordon is this is going <laughs> to this is going to be interesting it's going to be great <laughs> so safe to say this franchise is a as apparently the first teaser calls it for the new film a worldwide phenomenon um, so a worldwide phenomenon worldwide alright <laughs> food like whoa agenda <laughs> Yeah, um, so it's safe to say that people will have an opinion on it. So I'm guessing we all have a history with it. And who would like to tell us their tale of liking Power Rangers or hating Power Rangers? Um, I actually, because you made us watch all these episodes last night, um, I actually messaged my my family on a wee group chat and said to my mum, why the hell did you let me watch this when I was younger? <laughs> And she was like, oh, I don't know, I thought it was like educational or something. I was like, <laughs> like, no, I swear I lost like 10 IQ points like watching this. It teaches teamwork. Oh my God, it doesn't teach anything. It, tries it teaches to teach people you how to be nice to each other. Um, it tries to teach you that a mastodon and a saber-toothed tiger are dinosaurs. Oh, <laughs> well, so, we'll get to that. Thanks. Um, but to be honest, I do have fondish memories. Of watching the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Was that intentional? <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? So, yeah. Mighty Morphing Power Ranger. Mighty so Morphing have... Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I do have. I do have actually like fondish memories and them. But I'd, I'd completely misremembered a lot of it, so that's obviously, I don't know what to trust anymore, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's, that's some kind of connection, at least. <laughs> Angus, what's yours? Hopefully a bit um, more optimistic. Well, as a child of the late 80s, I love all things to do with transforming robots. Um, and so 
this came on at a time where I also I also like um, cartoons or shows that are made entirely to sell toys. Uh, <laughs> and this this came on at a time when I was watching another cartoon um, that was made entirely to sell toys. Um, Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light. I remember being so into that at the time, and I, a, a friend of mine was really into it as well. But then he started watching Power Rangers, and I was like, "What? We? I thought we were into. I thought we were into Visionaries." And uh, but no, he like he began watching Power Rangers, and that was like my sort of introduction to it. Uh, but I think I was probably just sort of aging out of of the target audience really at the time this came on. Although I did have friends who were obsessed with the first movie that came out as well. I remember watching that lots and lots of times on VHS. Yeah, VHS, <laughs> a much loved format. That's probably not with us anymore. You had this on VHS. I didn't. I. I hasten to add, but a friend did, and uh, that tape got watched quite a lot, a lot of times. Yeah, I think mine actually stopped working because of uh, how often I'd watched it. You guys are mental. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's why we're doing a Power Rangers podcast. I honestly still can't believe that you wrote for me into this. <laughs> well, I asked, and you said, "Yeah, cool." Why never? <laughs> You're misremembering this conversation like I misremembered the Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna create my own fiction until it works. Okay. Yeah, uh, I've I was a huge fan back in the day. Um, I think there's a period in my life that is defined by essentially watching Power Rangers, and I can still remember all the big plot points, all the big twists, how the well vaguely how they made me feel. I remember being really shocked at the whole Green Ranger thing and the identity of the White Ranger, which we'll talk about tonight. Um, all well, sorts of things. Uh, I, I would play with the toys. I would obsessively watch the episodes over and over again. The characters were easier to remember because they essentially embodied the personality of their colour. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's Jason. He's like the tough guy and he wears red. And then that's it. That's all you need to know. He just looks like he's from Street Fighter. He does a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I loved it. And rewatching a few episodes to kind of get myself in the swing of it and for this podcast, I was loving it again. I was right in that headspace, really enjoying it. You know, I can take it for what it is. It's obviously cheesy and a bit ridiculous and hasn't aged well, but there's something about it. You know, if I was to watch it now, I wouldn't, uh, without having seen it before, I'd probably hate it. But Isn't you know. that strange how that happens? Well, nostalgia takes over and makes you love yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, you never truly grow out of something. What about clothes? <laughs> All right, probably maybe those, but you never truly grow out of something that you you enjoy. <laughs> uh, good one, Natalie. Thanks. You're right. Okay. You guys are so like lame. Thanks, me funny, honestly. <laughs> No one will ever find you as funny as you do. No. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so you made us watch the first episode. Yes, Day of the Dumpster. which is. And the... then you also were like, watch the episodes where we introduced the Green Ranger and then watch the White Ranger episode. And then what was the other one? A random Water silly one. Was it? What are you talking about? What's the last one that we watched? Goldar's Day Out. Goldar's Day Out? No, it was... Vice versa. <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> what was it? Goldar's Day 
Come on, it's like, it's legit. Although, to be fair, if someone told you that was an episode of Power Rangers, you'd probably believe them. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that you'd made that up, because why would you even bother? Some of the episode titles did make you want to watch them, Natalie, like For Whom the Bell Trolls. I did <laughs> find that humorous. It was a good title. Yeah. yeah, but I'm still not going to watch it. Ever. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> never know. One so, day you like, might... One day yeah. you might be trapped on a desert island and all you'll have is a Power Rangers box set and a DVD player. And yeah, obviously... I still think it would take a while for me. Nah, I don't know. I'd probably put it on just to have it on in the background. <laughs> well, you're <laughs> trying to survive. Yeah. Craig. Yes. Did you ever get into, like, IRL martial arts because of Power Rangers? Well, funny you should say that. I did Taekwondo for a few months when I was very young. And because... I was rubbish at it. Cause I've because no... Power Rangers? Rubbish. Uh, probably, yeah. Oh, that's really cute. Because <laughs> I think there was a bit of a craze at the time when it came out that like lots of people started getting into karate and other things because of, because of the Power Rangers. But remember, yeah. the stunts performed are done by highly trained professionals and should not be attempted by... Uh, <laughs> what <laughs> stunts? The people in Japan? Yeah. Um, they did plenty of stunts as their civilian counterparts as well. Greg, I was making a really terrible joke. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Good job, I intercepted it then. Yeah, and so back to the episodes that you made us watch, and you were like, oh, that will only be this many hours of viewing. Um, and then the introduction to the Green Ranger is five episodes. Yeah, five I explained parts, it was five parts. Five parter. Yes, an epic before, five parter. Before we leave the subject of um, episode titles, in my research for this podcast, why fa- did you even bother? I found out that a lot of the footage from uh, this season or this, these opening seasons came from, apologies for pronunciation, Kyoryu Sentai Zyuranger. Yes, that's right. And some of the <laughs> some of the episode titles for, for, for that season are fantastic, such as Scary <laughs> Riddles. Good. Uh, I Can See, I Can See. Terror Eaten in an Instant. Like Run, movie. Prince of the Eggs. <laughs> Papa's a vampire. <laughs> uh, the Great Sneeze Plot. Oh wow. my god! Uh, I'm sure there's there's a good one down here somewhere. How come we didn't watch that? Hope Springs a turtle. <laughs> I'm guessing some of these lose something in the translation. <laughs> yeah, they're all so good. I could go. I could go on. Wait, I could go on. Teach me the jewel of bravery. Your tears. So great tune upgrade. In, Clay tune into to our companion podcast, which is just Angus reading Sentai episodes. Can yep. I say that I'd listen to that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to, or be in another room or something. Sorry, that was all. And I just wanted to prove that I'd done some research as well. Well done. Yep. Well done. <laughs> it's more research than I've done. <laughs> yeah. You uh, recognise the name of the TV show. I was like, what the hell's that? Well, I, re- I recognise the Sentai part. Yeah, it's these... These monster fighting things in Japan that um, they decide to use footage for and splice in American actors in order to turn it into a toy commercial, essentially. It's very clever when you think about it. Wait. So. Wait. Go on. So. It's not like. This whole time I've thought that the Power Rangers was like. 
Japanese, but that for some reason they wanted it to be like not Japanese people in it, so they made like American people front it when they don't have their helmets on. Yeah. But is it actually that those episodes that we've just watched don't actually exist in Japanese? Uh, the all the footage of the the people in costumes fighting does. But what you'll find is they well, you'll probably notice they reuse a lot of it. Well, yeah, and it sounds like some of the they obviously uh, work some of the American plot around the footage that they've got there, but it won't follow exactly the you know because they're just using bits and pieces of different so it's episodes. Not like, it's not like a remake. It's literally like a it's it's just made up. Yeah, so it isn't real. It's fictional. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but what I mean is, like, there's not like a Japanese Power Rangers TV show that they then were like, "Oh, we'll use this part, and then we'll reshoot this part." Because that's what I thought they'd done. This was like about the 16th season of some iteration of Power Ranger that they just um, <laughs> took the footage from and kind of. Uh, reworked it into a story that they were telling in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But the stories are like so bad. Why would they make robots? Why would they... I thought they were so bad because they were just they were stuck to copy the storylines of the Japanese one. I didn't realize that they'd come up with this all by themselves. Craig, your rebuttal. Well, I think the Japanese episodes may have been just as awful, if not more awful. Who knows? I've never watched them, and I don't think I ever will. Why not? Because Power Rangers is enough for me. It will shatter the illusion. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm I, I love it when um, I love it when there's one shot where there's buildings in the background, another shot where there's mountains in the background, and yeah. they they run concurrently. It's like and on the very time, <laughs> very edge of the city, you know. Yeah, and every time downtown Angel Grove is getting attacked, it's always very Japanese looking, <laughs> and it's always the abandoned warehouse district. Yeah. yeah. So. Right, so we watched the first episode, right? And I was like, right, I can just about handle this. <laughs> because it's 20 minutes long or something. Well, so... You're watching it. Yeah, we should move on to discussing episodes themselves. Yeah, so the, um, the, the pilot uh, of the show was called Day of the Dumpster, which gives us the origin stories of the five Power Rangers, sets up the Zordon as their boss, sets up all the villains, gives us a, a so quick dumb. intro to the... Um, the, the Zords, and we get to see the Megazord. You know, it's a lot to cram into 20 minutes, actually. Can I just say that I didn't realise that Zordon was Zordon and that they had Zords. I thought they were just saying swords really <laughs> weirdly. Because they all have swords, but they're uh, Zords? Yeah. What's that about? Well, Zords are giant robots that they pilot, and swords oh, are Why is Zordon named him after tips. himself? Because he's a giant floating head, and he came up with this stuff. What, wouldn't yeah, you? I don't really. I don't really. That he's very unconvincing. I don't like him. Poor Zordon Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> so you laugh at his jokes. Huh? <laughs> I'll laugh at anything. <laughs> yeah, we know. So, <laughs> so day of the dumpster gives us our introduction to the characters: Jason, Zach, Billy, Trini, and Kimberly. The five teenagers with attitude who will soon become power rangers and you know i think the way they introduce them is actually pretty 
economic. You know, you find out everything you need, everything you need to know, and everything you will know about them <laughs> in about two seconds. Economic is um, it's true. A really polite and respectful word. Kimberly's a gymnast. You know, Jason likes martial arts. Zach dances. Billy's your stereotypical smart guy. And Trini is the other girl. Oh! <laughs> I wonder what you are going to say there. <laughs> There's no other look, way to define her. But she does like some sort of martial arts as well. Yes. Yeah. She also exists to translate all this techno babble that Billy spouts. <laughs> yes, it's a, an interesting dynamic they've got. <laughs> Billy will say something smart. Everyone will look at him as if he's an alien and she'll say, he means this. And this will happen repeatedly throughout the series. Yeah, Talks I guess the, you've got to remember that it's a kid's show and they need to kind of get to the action quite quickly. So everyone gets their kind of intro. And then when they, you know, when everything's kind of being explained to them, it all happens very rapidly because it needs to. <laughs> yeah, you get a quick intro. Bulk and Skull show up and humiliate themselves with their <laughs> awesome bumbling music. that makes an appearance over and over again. <laughs> music, the music is fantastic. Yes, it is. Ron Wasserman's a, a great composer. He makes the whole thing seem epic. Well, yeah, and also it just gets stuck in your head, so you sing it a lot, but that's yeah. the only thing that I liked. It's the only thing that you liked. Yeah. I know, I always like to, I always like the opening where you've got these astronauts on the moon that is nothing like the moon that we know. they're running about it seems quite sunny uh, and then they see this thing in the distance and they say and I quote it looks like a giant space dumpster (laughs) as if that's what these things look like (laughs) it's clearly it's clearly something they've come across before yeah yeah and then they just open it without any kind of testing whatsoever they're just like well this this thing's closed. I will open it because there's nothing bad that can come out of this. And without their approach, we wouldn't have Power Rangers or yeah. baddies or people yeah. throwing magic wands at the earth <laughs> many, many, many times. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> the baddies that are released from the Great Space Dumpster. Oh yeah, like what? So she's like Oh, I've been in there for 10,000 years. She has. <laughs> Whatever. Like, and then she's going to conquer the nearest inhabited planet. So she older than Jesus by like <laughs> man, like 8,000 years. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, clearly angry at whoever put her in there and wants to seek revenge on this planet that has nothing to do with it. Well, it's the nearest one, right? Yeah. And then she has her big base that's also on the moon. I don't know where she got that from. Maybe it was in the dumpster too. I do have to be honest though, Rita Repulsa is a great name. And so for that, I like her. Yeah. She has that kind of cackling witch thing going as well, which is pretty cool. The only thing she does, but... I think I appreciated just how hammy that was a lot more <laughs> watching it as an adult. Yeah, and it sets up, okay, I'm just going to conquer Earth just because... And then, well, I don't know if she says that. Somebody says that. No, she does. Um, somebody says it while we're we've got her on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because of course they're dubbing English speaking over Japanese 
uh, mouth movements. Yeah, but there's definitely scenes though where she's like standing on top of a building, and there's like this whole big, like monologue, but her mouth isn't moving at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like they knew we were gonna, we were gonna have it in English, and just decided to not give a monkey. Yeah, well, they're like it's just nine year olds that are watching this; they'll not notice. Well, I did notice it when I was younger, and. Still watched it. I, why did I do that? I <laughs> yeah, so she triggers an earthquake because that's what you do to announce your presence. I mean, it's how I announce my presence. And uh, and Zordon decides to react by instructing Alpha to teleport five overbearing and over emotional humans. Now it will all be destroyed. Calm down, Alpha. It's Rita. She's escaped and she's attacking the planet. Ay, ay, ay. What do we do? Teleport to us five overbearing and over-emotional humans. No! Not that! Not teenagers! That's correct, Alpha. I was afraid of that. What? Why do you think he does this? Natalie. What? <laughs> Why does he do that? Because he's a pedo. <laughs> oh, dear. What's um, the Zordon face from the... It couldn't have been from the Japanese thing as well, so why was his... I believe why, it was, although I might be wrong. Why is this? Why does his mouth? Why is it always obscured? Why can't you see what he's? Because saying? because he's in a different dimension and it doesn't fully sync with ours. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> that's if, my head cannon. <laughs> right. To be honest, I don't actually know anything because I have so many questions. Well, now <laughs> is the time to ask them. Well, there's so many things like. I Ready to go. So what was the question Craig was asking? Why were those teenagers picked? Well, it was why teenagers in the first place. Alpha clearly recognises he means teenagers. So, you know, this is something he obviously has previous on. Really? Because I, I just thought that they literally chose something that looked like it was nearby. And those kids were all wearing like different colours, so it made sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Jason, I, you'll be the Red Ranger because you're currently wearing red. Craig, I literally think that you're putting more thought into this than the producers or writers ever did. <laughs> so I don't think we should even ask questions like that. On, on the contrary, I think the producers and writers put a lot of thought into this. I mean, you have to crowbar your own story into an existing story. That can't be easy. If you take, right, so if you take out all of the bits where they show you that the Zords going into battle and getting ready, and if you cut out all the bits that were recorded in Japan, you've not got a lot left. I don't think that, that took a lot of work to coordinate or scripts. But they weren't writing it with that, with only that in mind. They were writing it with the overall experience in mind. They needed to make this work against this Japanese footage. Yeah, but you could make anything work against it, couldn't you? <laughs> they did. I, I appreciate that there is a sort of overarching narrative to it all, but I think it's ripe for a supercut where you get rid of all the sort of stock <laughs> footage that has to be shown in every episode. You know, how many times do I have to see a pterodactyl coming out of a volcano? Pterodactyl! Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's one of those. That it, well, that's quite Ta-da! common in a. That's quite common in any kind of Japanese cartoons I've ever watched. You know, you've got these. Usually, are there transformation sequences? I'm thinking of like Digimon, for instance. And you would see um, and, and you would get I don't know, sometimes you would have 
three or four minutes of an episode where they're just transforming. Yeah, but if it's cool transforming, that's fine. But when it's things like... But the 19th time you see it, perhaps, you know. Yeah, if you're, like, watching several episodes in a row to research (laughs) for a podcast, God, it's the Mastodon stomping around again. (laughs) And you have to wonder what the bad guys are doing while this is all happening, you know, just waiting. And do they ever fight anything in the, like, initial mode when everything joins up? Um, what, as in the, the sort of tank mode? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they fire off a few volleys, yeah. Because it seems like everything escalates pretty quickly. Yeah. How come everyone gets to be inside their animal except for Kimberly? She's inside the pterodactyl. No, she's not. She is. No, she's not. She gets in and says, nice stereo. Uh, yeah, but when you look at the sequence of them all joining up together, she's already in like the butt of the animal the butt. with all the other guys, <laughs> and the pterodactyl is always the last thing on is like the breastplate, and she's not in it when it joins on to the breastplate. She's already inside. Nice use of breastplate. The thing. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, explain she, is, it. <laughs> she is piloting the pterodactyl, though. She's right. not. <laughs> well, what cockpit is she in before it joins up then? Who knows? Like this is the question. <laughs> Look, if you watch it again, they're all together in the bottom when they've all joined up, and then you always then see the pterodactyl coming in after because it's got like the dinosaur head that folds down. The pterodactyl like goes on top of that, and then it gets like a little fold out human head. Uh, she must teleport in the meantime. How right? So why not show a bit of that? Because that sounds like bull to me. <laughs> They literally didn't think it through. They just went with whatever and gone, it doesn't matter because it, it's so ridiculous anyway <laughs> that no one will ever pick this apart because, it, because it's so stupid. It is for children. Yes. And it is stupid, but I absolutely love it. But yeah, you do see the, um, I can't remember what the mode's called, but you do see the um, the sort of tank mode firing Battle off shots mode. occasionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and you don't see an awful lot of the solo zords doing anything. The the Tyrannosaurus gets to fight a couple of times. But yeah. Nothing else. I like Which... it when like when they're like they're beside some mountains and there's one guy who's like in a suit and then another guy in like another dinosaur suit joins them. I like that bit. Is that not all the bits? <laughs> No, just like when you can see that it's a person inside it. I liked those bits. Oh, you mean when you can see a person in a Zord costume? Yeah. <laughs> like, walking, like walking towards like another one. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Because I, I just keep on thinking, could I try and dress up as that for like Halloween? <laughs> or just day to day, you know? I imagine you could just go to work as the Megazord. Yeah. Might well, make like lifting that. things a bit difficult, but you know. Yeah, I like the sort of weird crustacean pastry person <laughs> with the red legs and the like massive red necklace that doesn't fit over their crustacean head. I want to dress up as that person. There are quite a few weird sort of Japanese monsters that show up that when you're watching it now, I don't know, maybe as a kid you're like, oh, that's just a monster. But now you're like, <laughs> what? What the hell is going on? I'm trying to say, I definitely questioned it as a child. I don't know. I think I just accepted that there were all these weird monsters. I think people are definitely remembering this in a way fonder way. Like, 
I don't know, I just used to watch it because it was on. <laughs> I won't I won't dispute that I have rose tinted spectacles about Power Rangers, but you know, when watching for this podcast I was I was enjoying every second of it. Oh my god, I fell asleep like four times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so why do you think Zordon recruits teenagers? I mean, other than, you know, it's something to aspire to when you're a young child and think, I'm a teenager, I could be a Power Ranger. I think that's it. I think think it's it's just something for for the kids to be like, I want to be that. All these 30-year-old teenagers. Yeah. It's shows like this that made me, like, really question what was going on when I got to high school. Like, I'm not 30. (laughs) I I don't look 30. What's going on? No one that wears a weird leather skull cap is stalking the corridors. <laughs> oh, those guys are so gross. That guy is so gross. Uh, yeah, and there is no there is no juice bar for me to hang around in that you know that doubles as a anything I want to do kind of place. Yeah, uh, you know it's got some pretty great '90s styles going on in it. It's quite reminiscent of uh, Saved by the Bell or whatever, you know. Yeah. It, don't you dare compare this to Saved by the Bell. Please. I will, and I have. No. Saved it's by out the there. Bell can't be is, taken uh, you, you can't compare them. Saved by the Bell is on a class of its own. Yeah, Saved by the Bell doesn't have uh, Zords and and uh, Power Rangers, so, you know, it's losing at the moment. <laughs> um, it does not need those things. It's got everything else. Everything needs those things. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I do think the the Rangers are quite good role models for kids. You know, they're all they're very squeaky clean. They do charity. They believe in saving the world. You know, they're they all get along despite being from different social circles, or they should be from different social. Well, circles. they're all friends. But they do accept their roles as guardians of the world or galaxy, if you will, um, quite quickly. They do. Well, they, maybe that's just to show how virtuous they are. Yeah, at, so at first they're like, yeah, screw this. And then they try and walk home from the middle of the California desert. And then um, and then after that, they're, they're a brief fight with some putties. They get drunk on power and decide to keep going with it. That's essentially the story of the, the first episode. Mm-hmm. They, they morph and then somehow find themselves from the desert to the middle of the city fighting putties. Those are also ridiculous. Well, they're just generic henchmen. The Avengers had them. Okay. And they do make some really creepy sounds. They do. Yeah, but they're just stuntmen in latex suits fighting other stuntmen in latex suits. Who knew that those morph suits would make a resurgence in the 2000s. Who knew? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you alluded to earlier, Natalie, there's uh, their powers are drawn from ancient creatures called dinosaurs, as well as a <laughs> saber-toothed tiger and a mastodon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sordon's an alien. He doesn't really know what dinosaurs are. Is he an alien, or is he actually just, like, electric? Because He's an interdimensional has- being. Whenever they have a power cut, he dies. So <laughs> it's just a fancy lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Who tells them stuff? Yeah, gives them advice. He tells them what to do, and no one questions it. Yep. I I don't know if a Power Rangers podcast 
was the best idea because we're literally picking apart all of your dreams, Craig. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm I'm quite enjoying picking it apart because I know how great it is. <laughs> okay. Can we can we move on to the five parter where we meet the green? Well, we haven't talked about the the rules that Zordon gives them. Oh yeah, they're not allowed to use it for, for like personal gain. Yep. They're not allowed to. Don't. They're not allowed to fight. Don't escalate a fight unless Rita forces you, which she will every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, and the last one. Um, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Got this, got this. No googling. So, what? Oh, no they're googling. not allowed to tell anyone. Yes. Fight Club. <laughs> the third rule of Power Rangers. Not like to tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand the personal gain thing because they essentially have superpowers and, and they could do all sorts of cool stuff with that and make loads of money. What and the stuff. hell would they do with that? Um well they would they, they could hold the world ransom with their giant robots. No, they couldn't. Or they could become professional athletes. Because they can like, jump really high. Like they already where, are. <laughs> where, where, are the, where are the military and all of this? Um, they, I think they just let them leave them too. <laughs> oh, those Zords seem to have got it again. <laughs> Put the tanks away, boys. <laughs> it's fine. These colourful dinosaurs and Sabretooth Tiger and Mastodon are, are solving the problem. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the escalating a battle thing always confused me because, you know, they they could just uh, get the Megazord out and stand on the thing before he has a chance to grow it. Grow it? What do you mean grow it? Make it grow. Do you know that that thing she does in every episode? (laughs) What? She throws her magic wand and makes either Goldar or a giant... Rita Repulsa? ...fish monster or an octopus. Yeah, what about her? Or a Japanese terror beast. Grow. I never really got. Ugh, I think I always blinked or something. I missed that bit. I didn't really. I sort of threw it through space. It landed on the earth. Causes an earthquake. That every ma- time. Yeah. There's a lot of landscape destroyed in every episode, isn't there? You know, the yeah. the wand always destroys a chunk. Um, a lot the, of very similar the, looking landscape. Yeah, the Tyrannosaurus comes out of a fissure each time. The um, mm. the pterodactyl causes a volcanic eruption. Mm. That's got to cause some problems. Yeah, it's really selfish of them to do that. <laughs> it's okay though. The uh, the the land pre- repairs itself when they return. Oh. Yeah, the the escalation thing's a bit strange because they could solve these things. I mean, it's just a it's a rule that needs to exist so that the episodes aren't two minutes long. But um, it's a weird one, and I'm surprised no one questions it. Do they ever not escalate? I think sometimes they'll fight a monster just in normal size, yeah. Mm. Or sometimes it's pre-escalated. Or sometimes the monster is really a human. Sometimes. And it's a human battle. Or sometimes it's really a pig. What? <laughs> sometimes she mutates a real pig and then the, the rangers are all upset because they might have to kill this real pig. Oh my god! <laughs> think how much bacon you could get out of that. Angus! <laughs> You can solve world, world hunger. That's what they should do. They should just start eating the monsters. Wait for her to grow oh giant farm animals. You guys are sick. 
yeah. But yeah, I love the fight scenes in the first episode. They're just, you know, it's the first time you see them in action and it won't be the last you see those specific scenes in action. But, you know, it's it's cool. The music's amazing. I think they do a good job of splicing the, the hammy dialogue with the, the hammy footage. Yep. And it, you know, led, it led to many incidents of school kids kicking each other in the head. <laughs> Can I just say that um, I, the first time, was okay. But you know what I found really weird is that when we were watching it on Netflix, when you type in Power Rangers, it brings up 30 different TV shows. <laughs> 30. And I'm going to name them all. I'm not. I don't oh, know. my God. Like, Craig, I wouldn't put past you. <laughs> I believe that you could do that. I, th- I, yeah, stopped I, watching, I stopped watching during Zeo, which is actually the same characters as Mighty Morphin, so it's kind of pre- uh, big hey, changes. The same characters. We got to like the White Ranger episode, or no, the face. What was it? No, Gorgon no, they... <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Whatever the last episode was that we watched, it's like different people, and I was like, where the hell did everyone go? Yeah, they they swap out parts of the team every now and again, but there's usually a a bit of a through line. You know, once um once Rocky, Adam, and Aisha take over, they stick around for a while, and we then eventually them, and eventually Kimberly leaves and gets replaced with Cat. What was her replacement job? Like, what did she move on to? Because obviously she stuck around there because she couldn't get anything else. Yeah, she just left the show for a bit and hasn't been back since, as far as I know. And obviously, Tommy, who we're just about to come on to, never leaves. He's, well, he does. well, no, he does, but he came back at one point. Didn't he Billy stick around forever as well? Billy hung around after for Zeo when he didn't have his powers, and I think he was in Turbo as well, which I haven't seen. He became the Giles of the group. Essentially, yeah. He did all the tech stuff and and just stood around and then left because he was having arguments with the producers. Well, probably because they were like, this cannot, why are you still here? You're 40. <laughs> this cannot be read on Wikipedia. <laughs> it could be. But it sounds better coming from me. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything more to say about the pilot? Like it? Definitely hate not. it? I guess anything more to say? Did you enjoy the pilot? Is it a good pilot? Does it set up the concept well enough? If you're a eight or nine year old child, yes, I would have <laughs> no problem with it. I actually think eight or nine year olds nowadays are far more intelligent to than watching that. It probably make them want to go out and have the figures bought for them. Yeah, or go out and hit each other with sticks. Yeah, yeah, that's what we should have: more children hitting each other. It's- it's um, necessary. Listen <laughs> <laughs> to explain that one. <laughs> oh my god, Craig! Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> we are now moving on to the the five part epic Green with Evil. Uh, Angus, you may have some memory of this coming on the first time. Can you remember how you reacted back in the day, or is it a long forgotten memory? No, no, I do remember this being on, and it, it was pretty weird watching the the episodes again because I think again this is a sort of candidate for a supercut where you could tell the whole story but kind of take out the slower elements of it, which maybe are, are the elements that appeal to children because I do actually remember thinking like all the fighting and Zords were better than the talky bits, but obviously now when you are you know looking for a bit more of a narrative, you're. <laughs> 
you, you're like, all right, just don't, not the volcano again. And then, <laughs> so I think that, you know, it, it, for a kid's show, it was quite a good arc. Um, and I, I do seem to remember watching it on TV and it, you know, being kind of ready for the next episode to come on and, uh, wanting to find out what was happening here. But then, yeah, again, watching it as watching it now, you're a bit like, oh, this takes a long time to get anywhere. <laughs> I, I seem to remember when I first saw it, it was aired across like five nights of the same week. Right. So it was one of those, um, or at least when I, I remember watching it, it was like, oh my God, I have to wait till tomorrow to find out what happens next. Exactly. The suspense it was, was killing you. Yeah, it was blowing my mind. There was like an evil Power Ranger and he looked so cool because he has a shield. Because that's a big deal when you're a kid. He's like, he looks like them, but he has a cool shield. You know? It was it was kind of like that as well. I remember in um, episodes of Transformers and stuff as well. Whenever there was any multi-part episodes as a child, you never knew how many there were going to be. So you were like, <laughs> to be continued. What again? This is just you know, will it never end? I'll never find out what's going on. <laughs> and I always remember having the uh, you know the toy of the Green Ranger and and taking the shield off him and putting it on the others just to see what they would look like. Much the same, <laughs> much the same, but a different color. But you know, when you're when you're that age, it's like, well, this is some kind of variety here. What's going on? Because by that point, the formula had been well established, and this is the first episode that really, or first set of episodes that bucks with that formula in a big way. Because you know, you've had the five Rangers fighting evil for so many, however many episodes it is up to this point, and then suddenly you've got this new Power Ranger, and he's evil and. And the stakes are raised because they're cut off from their support system, and it's yeah, it's it's quite a it's a game changer this episode, and it's a game changer for the franchise as well because it introduces Tommy, who would become pretty synonymous with with Power Rangers, and it changed his life certainly. Poor Jason David Frank can't get away from it now. He got to wear some pretty bitching green jeans as well. He did oh those jeans? <laughs> Natalie, do you, do you remember this being on from your? misspent youth with Power Rangers? I don't know if I remember like watching the intro ones. I feel like I might have seen them, but I don't know, I don't think I ever when I was younger watched a TV show like every day or something. I think we always watch something different, but um I don't know I don't know. I just remember him kind of being there, but how much I remember is the fact that I thought that the Green Ranger wasn't the White Ranger. I thought they were different. But I also <laughs> thought the White Ranger was Chris Klein. So this whole time in my head, I've been convinced that Chris Klein had been a Power Ranger. The first you thought it was <laughs> Kevin Klein. Well, look, I said Kevin Klein by accident, okay? And then upon Googling him, he was like, that is definitely not I'm French Chris with Meg Ryan. Great film, by the way. Great film. But, um, no, I... I, and I was convinced, and then it turns out that he has been in a Power Ranger thing, but it's like a fan film, which apparently got taken off of YouTube or something now because it's so close to the plot of the actual new movie that the new movie people are like, yeah, we don't want that on. <laughs> Says my friend at work. That's not my opinion. No, the yeah. um, I think the one you're talking about is the one that was out, I think it was last year, which is done by the, the same guy that did um, that Venom fan film and and there was something else that he was quite famous for. Right. Well, I think he was in the one in 2011. Right, yeah. But I don't, I don't know, because I literally don't care. <laughs> well, Power Rangers fan films, what a concept. Yeah. Well, I think it's cute that there's like a fan base that are so 
dedicated to making their own vision. I think there's something really nice about that. Like, that's quite fun and creative. Yeah. Fan fiction can be good. I'm not against fan fiction. Um, I should bring up that I created my own pitch for a Power Rangers TV series a few years ago. When? To who? Uh, to myself. That's what this podcast yeah. is really all about. <laughs> so I can pitch Finally this. got to the meat of it. <laughs> well, it's... Um, it's post 100 on Neil Before Blog, so, you know, you can read it. I think I was I came up with some good ideas. Then I'll be sure to tell everyone about that. You should. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Green with Evil, the, the episodes are called, parts one through five. And it starts off a bit weird because Rita just randomly decides, I think I'm going to recruit a Green Ranger. You know, and, and she's sort of looking through her telescope, just looking for ideas of how to torment them next, which seems a little less than diabolical, really, doesn't it? She is very um, obsessed with this particular team and these particular <laughs> kids. Yeah. Does she not have anything else to do in the galaxy? Apparently not. She's committed oh. to conquering Earth, so therefore she's going to conquer Earth. And these five kids that she watches all the time and could easily attack without them knowing it are in her way. But yeah, she's she's had a missing power coin in her possession for quite some time. So she decides to use it now. Uh, and she goes for Tommy, who fights Jason in some kind of competition. And it's a draw. So, you know, Tommy literally matches Jason at his own game, which shows how... Um, Shows how fiendish, fiendishly uh, threatening he can be, because he's you know he's as good as the best of them. Why would you choose somebody who's as good as somebody else and not just find somebody better? Well, when you're Probably. only looking at a couple of square miles, you know your options are fairly limited. Why? Why though? They can transport people. Like, why does it have to be someone like that? He has the added ability of being fiendishly attractive to Kimberly as well. Oh, yeah. Weakness. He's got that over Jason. Yeah. And he looks good in green, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so she she recruits him, brainwashes him, and then gives him this power coin and turns him into the Green Ranger, which seems to involve some kind of cocoon, which we hadn't seen before. Is this when he's it's like a sort of weird gothic scene where he's yeah. like in a load of dry ice and candles and stuff. It's like a meatloaf video or something. Yeah. And he's in a cocoon. Yeah. Cause, but you don't see the, the Power Rangers in a cocoon in the first episode. I must have fallen asleep because I don't remember that. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's introduced and he looks amazing. Well, he has that weird fabric shield outside of the fights. You know, and, and when he's fighting, it's clearly some kind of metal. But um, when he's just stoking about the command centre, laughing maniacally, he's got this weird fabric one. It's like got a, lo- a, a lovely padded gold lame <laughs> shoulder pad. Yeah. But again, Rita gets someone inside the command centre, which is like a big deal. That was like hallowed ground. And he just goes about trashing it. Which is, you know, no one does that until Ivan News, really. Until what? <laughs> Ivan Ooze. I don't know what that is. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> He's a villain in the film. Or the villain in the film. 
Oh, do you know what? I don't think I've seen the movie. It's not as good as a TV show. Angus? <laughs> I don't feel um, prepared to comment. Okay. <laughs> well, instead of Japanese stock footage, they use really crappy CGI. I'm talking really crappy CGI. It's all crappy. <laughs> You're certainly bringing a downer to this proceeding. I'm sorry, but honestly, like you made us watch so much of it, and it's just it ha- you're right. It hasn't aged well, and like <laughs> did anyone say that? <laughs> you're agreeing with yourself. Craig said it hadn't aged well. I didn't I say that. Maybe I did. I don't know. You did. Hear it back, honestly. Listen, <laughs> first, first couple of minutes. Um, aye, those episodes went on for too long. Why did it have to be a five-parter? Why did they have to bother? Because so what? That's five episodes. Is what? One hundred forty? No. How many minutes? A hundred minutes. <laughs> there was a hundred minutes of that, Craig. There is. There was a hundred minutes of that. So how many of that was the transforming part, <laughs> or them saying that they were calling on their pterodactyls? Eighty minutes of that. <laughs> Seventeen minutes of it was Rita laughing and that weird bear thing like <laughs> laughing as well and then there's three minutes of maybe some sort of attempted story <laughs> that is what I did with my night last night She's this is why it, I'm a downer because it shreds. <laughs> I feel like your ratio is a bit off there there's quite a lot of plot here can I just say is it check it like honestly come back do some Get some stats. Get Billy to do some calculations. Yeah. I will. Yeah. From the from the rad bug. Their mm. little flying car for some reason. Oh, then, oh that thing. And then what did we have to do? We had to watch the white episodes. And that's like that's a multi parter as well. Are they unable to just put a single aspect of a story into an episode? Well you've got to have seventeen minutes of transformation. <laughs> You know, you need, you need to do a lot of storytelling in the other three minutes. I don't understand how they had the pilot movie got everything apparently across and it's 20 minutes, but we needed 100 minutes to talk about the Green Ranger. What you did like was seeing non-Japanese footage Goldar spiking a sword into... Who's Goldar? <laughs> the, bit, the weird bear thing. I think that's what you're oh, calling the, the weird bear, bear thing. Bear wolf. He's the one. Bear wolf. Bear wolf. Bear I always wolf. thought Goldar looked so cool, especially when he had his wings and stuff. He so does look cool. cool. He looks like Egyptian or something. When did he get yeah. those wings? Hey, he loses them at some point. Well, I don't remember why. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm not ringing the spoiler bell for this one. No, everyone knows when a bell rings, a Goldar gets its wings. <laughs> <laughs> But he's like he's like Rita's general, isn't he? You know, he's he's who uh, she sends in when it's when things are about to get real. It is the realness. And she's and he, and he able starts to forgive him over and over again. <laughs> and he's starting to feel threatened by the Green Ranger because he thinks that Tommy's going to mooch in on his turf. Poor he, insecure Goldar. Yes, he's so just a, what? He's <laughs> just like all of us. Yeah, weird bear thing. No, he's not. But um, I think the Green Ranger's a great villain. He just 
Um, he's able to tear the Rangers apart in every conceivable way. You know, I love it when he goes inside the Megazord and just kicks them out. That's really cool. You like that as well, Natalie? I seem to remember you chuckling. At what? When he just jumped inside their their Zord. I don't even remember that. He, he jumps through the head and then he opens the door and then starts punching. <laughs> he just appears in the back. <laughs> so the only thing I can really remember is when they are like, oh, have you seen Tommy? And everyone's like, no, wasn't he with you? Wasn't blah, blah, blah. And then they realize like the green guy lied about where the red guy was. And the red guy knew where he was and Goldar was going to kill him. But couldn't find him because he can't see beneath the fog. <laughs> In a room, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna totally get you and whatever." And then the other guy's like, hey, "You've literally just said that, and we've not fought yet, and I'm gonna destroy you." You know how you said that you like the bits when it's people in Zord suits fighting next to tiny mountains. Yeah, that's the only bit that's good. Well, you missed the bit where the Green Ranger gets made big and he is fighting <laughs> Zords. What? I couldn't. Me up? I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember seeing that before. But I was like, "Oh, yeah, he's someone in a spandex suit fighting a big plastic robot." Yeah, no, yeah, he's, the, he's the only Power Ranger I can ever think of who gets to grow. Well, good for him. Yeah. I um, I enjoyed some of the jumping kicks, tornado kicks, or something, whatever they call them. Yeah. Um. It's good martial arts. It, it always looks good. Yeah, yeah. He gets to spend a lot of time on a beach talking to no one as he looks up to the sky. When and was then, he a beach? And then other footage uh, <laughs> of the baddies kind of talking down to him. Yeah. What I, I liked that. about the uh, the five episodes is that every episode has a separate little gimmick that gets introduced for that specific episode. So you get the Green Ranger in the first episode and then like maybe the second episode where he gets given that sword of darkness. Feels like he could have got that in the first place. And then, like, Scorpina turns up for a bit, and uh, and eventually he gets the Dragon Zord because Rita just discovers it's lying around somewhere. Yeah, Scorpina's cool. Yeah. Um, why did you make us watch that episode with um, the dance that nobody asks that guy to? Uh, because I wanted to cover a silly one as well as the plot-heavy ones. I know they're all silly. Plot-heavy? You're calling the others plot heavy. It's all relative. Have you gone mental? <laughs> well, the the Green Ranger arc is like an epic change because they have to operate without Zordon for the first time and their powers are kind of damaged and they, they have to... It's a growing up story for them in a sense because they have to learn how to get by on their own while they're facing the worst thing they've ever faced. Yeah, I honestly find it incredible how you're able to read all of that into that show. There's depth wherever you want to find it. Is what I'm I know, saying. and I think that you're really good at doing that. Thank you. You're welcome. Also, this, uh, this arc has the Zords destroyed, which I say in inverted commas because well, they come back in like, the next episode and they're fine. Who? The Zords. Um, they get knocked into the oh, abyss and they're, yeah. they're, they're blown up, but they're not. Aren't they, like, aren't they like, oh, we need to get them into the shop for repairs? And then it's like, no, they're fine. They're good now. Well, Zordon reveals that in the, the following episode. He's like, oh, it's fine. They're fine. They're being repaired and you can use them again. Who repairs them? Uh, I'd like to think they self-repair over time. I don't I don't think that that's what happens. Viable lesson there, kids. 
if you break a window, just leave it long enough. It'll <laughs> it and there's um, and they're solar powered as well. The Megazord is entirely solar powered. That's Pretty true. Good. You should Promoting like green energy. You should Love like it. that, Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of green energy in this episode, isn't there? Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Seriously, how cool is the um, the Dragon Zord when it's finally revealed? It's this giant robot Godzilla. It took me a long time to figure out that it was a dragon. I had to ask us. <laughs> it's got special like balls that he can choose to fire out of it. It's like a it's like a slot machine, isn't it? It's, you know these um the the way it lights up and it sort of picks his attack from there. Yeah, and I always liked it when it ate the chimney for some reason. What? It picks up that chimney and it chows down on it. Are you talking about like the transforming things? Because one of them totally has like a weird butt transformer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about the dragon sword when it's on its rampage. You know, where it drills through a building or uh, it oh, eats yeah. a chimney that looks like a candy cane. I don't remember that. I remember no. you laughing at that, but I don't. <laughs> But Last the, night. Yeah, but the fact because like it, the drill is the tail, right? Yeah. What? The, it, uh, the end of its tail like drills along a wall. Uh, okay. <laughs> and if you missed it, uh, if you missed it, then you can see it happen in every single episode where the dragon sword is used for evil, which is a lot of the time. Okay, I'm literally going to put an episode on in the background so that I can just watch the ridiculousness of everything. <laughs> and of course, Tommy gets to play his dagger, which is also a flute, to command the dragons or to do stuff. That flute is hilarious. Love it. Gus said something about it being like brass or something. But... It makes the sound of brass instruments. But then I also pointed out that <laughs> space flutes. Or... It is a, a a knife flute, so you know there's no real precedent for how it should sound. <laughs> And I kind of like the symmetry to it as well because it starts with a fight between Jason and Tommy and it kind of ends with a fight between Jason and Tommy. Although they're suited up at the end, but Jason wins. And they shake hands. They do. And then uh, Zordon shows them how to combine their Zords into a new configuration and then they do nothing. It's like, <laughs> ah, look at this. And then that's it. They literally didn't even need the other five. They could have just gone with the green one the whole time. Yeah, well, that's... Um, that's a common argument for episodes following this. It's like, why are the other five here? Tommy's just winning all the time. Although he loses his powers a lot. So, Does he become the leader after that? Or does yeah, he, or when he's it, white. Is it only white, white when he becomes the leader? Yeah, he gets given the leadership when he turn, when he's the white ranger, but the, the green ranger is just a kind of hanger-on that, that turns up whenever they can spare the footage. Can everyone remember like, what his hair's like when we get to like the other episode? The awkwardly more powerful non-leader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you had two alpha males on the team, which makes life difficult. Only two. Well, Tommy and Jason, they're the kind of the macho martial arts guys, aren't they? Yeah, but they can't dance like Zach. No, nobody can dance like Zach. <laughs> and surprisingly, their, their fighting style aren't really incorporated at the Power Rangers scenes because you know Japanese stock footage <laughs> I also quite like the the little back and forth between Tommy and Kimberly you know and he's evil and, and she's trying to talk to him and he's just trying to um, try to make her feel bad about herself when especially when he tells her that she's not the centre of everyone's universe 
And he said some pretty mean things. <laughs> and her response is, excuse me for living. <laughs> go, go, Power Rangers. Yeah, oh a, my God. It was a pretty that? strange exchange. The episode ends quite well, ends with an extra member of the team. And Zordon says about witnessing history in the making, which, you know, is actually very accurate if you consider how how much Tommy would appear in this franchise from then on. Ooh. Green with Evil. Um, thoughts? As an arc, you know, it's, it is long. Uh, I, it's actually quite long and it feels a bit drawn out. Now that I watch um, it. At the time, five episodes, every episode I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I think compelling for children. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and stay positive. No, but I think to be honest. Like the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it when... I liked his jeans and his the, neck t-shirt. The, who gets it? Is it the saber tooth? Which is the one that looks like it's in a kitty litter? Oh, this is uh, the White Ranger. Yeah, what's his animal? Tiger Ultra Tiger. Oh, yeah. Well, if we're talking about the green ones, um, they were just like all the others. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have have the memory of it being an epic story from your childhood, then it probably doesn't have the same impact. Well, I just just remember, right from my childhood, there was a green one that came. He was kind of like a badass. Everyone fancied him. Everyone wanted, I don't know. Men wanted to be him. Women wanted to be with him. Yes. (laughs) But um, that's like, that is just it. That's it. I like like it when he threatens Bulk and Skull by just, you know, making noises at them. Just looking at them. You like that as well when he made the green eyes at them. (laughs) I was like, how come all the others can't make coloured eyes either? Because they don't have evil powers remember evil can do whatever the plot needs it to green with evil green with evil yeah done shall we yes unless anyone has any other comments other than it's awesome no no okay so (laughs) and robot godzilla it's amazing yeah um, so we should move on to Tommy's next big story. Well, it's not his next big story. He loses his powers a few times and and stuff. But his one of his next big stories is White Light, where uh, the Power Rangers get another member of the team. And just for a bit of context, um, he's lost his powers as the Green Ranger. He's feeling a bit upset, and he he leaves for a while. So you know, Tommy's had a tough a tough time of it lately. He's no longer a Power Ranger because. Um, Rita used a candle that essentially sapped him of his powers. The green candle. It's, it's a good arc. You should watch that too. No thanks. <laughs> so, this episode you've got the, the five rangers as normal, but they're talking about how they're excited that Tommy's coming back um, at the end of the week or something. Um, up until that point, there was a kind of few red herring characters thrown in that could have possibly been the identity of a new Power Ranger. And you see one of them in that episode. He's one of the guys that's playing whatever sport it is. I think it's basketball with Zach. I forget his name, but he was quite forgettable. But um, yeah, there was a couple of this could be the White Ranger type characters. 
Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, it was uh, obviously I knew who it turned out to be, and I felt <laughs> that probably at the time it felt almost like there was no doubt that it was going to be him as well. Yeah. Well, who else would it be? You know, well, who else would you want it to be? Um. Yeah, and you've got Bulk and Skull trying to find out the identity of the Power Rangers as well, which involves them sitting on the top of hills with telescopes. Which, you know, doesn't really strike me as a solid plan. Why are they trying to find them? They very rarely have solid plans, though, do they? <laughs> yeah. They, for some reason, they get it in their thick skulls. Oh. You know, thick bulk and skulls that they want to, they, they should find out who the Power Rangers really are. Um, and this leads them to think opening a dumpster, dumpster will reveal those secrets, which is a bit of a weird leap in logic, it has to be said. And when they, um, when they find that thing, uh, I think um, Billy and... Mandy. The other guy. <laughs> What's his name? Man, uh, Zach, perhaps. <laughs> no, the the red one. Jason. Yeah. Jason, yeah, Jason. Right. They they go over to to the hole, the smoking hole in the earth, and they're like, something was definitely here. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy puts his hand over it and says it's still hot. And then Jason yeah. immediately puts his hand over it as well. Just. <laughs> and then some pretty good pink special effects happen on their hands. Mm. Yeah. It's great stuff. <laughs> yeah, something definitely came down here. Like, wow. <laughs> I feel like I definitely fell asleep more than I thought. <laughs> of course, these episodes, they have um, the second villain, or the second main villain that shows up in the series, Lord Zed. And how cool does he look? Um, he looks so cool that Mother sent letters trying to uh, stop them from using him because he was too scary for children. Is he the guy that's on screen right now who's like a rubber skull and he's got a skull in the back of his head? No, he's the guy who looks like you can see his brain and you can see it looks like he's the been, red guy. He looks like he's been skinned and he's got like weird, yeah, a weird mask. He is creepy, except when you can see his face through the bit that's supposed to be the eyes. <laughs> and he has a staff that has a giant Z on it. Uh, well, he's just, the episode they've put on, he's just gone for a vacation. So, oh no, wait, there he is. And he's got, like, tubes and stuff connected to, like, his metal ribcage. Yes. I have to be honest, the Egyptian Gorgonzola is definitely my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I like Lord Zed. And I actually remember the seeing the episodes where he was introduced because, again, it was another game changer. It was like, oh, my God. And he shows up and, and calls Rita incompetent and throws her out in a space in the dumpster that comes back in this episode. And it's like, oh, no. And then he brings out these new putties which are easier to defeat than the the previous ones. All they have to do is punch or kick them in the Z in the in the centre of their chest and they disintegrate. Oh, I thought you were saying Z as like for in place of balls. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you see that in this episode as well, they they disintegrate some putties by punching them in the, the chest. Yeah, and you thought that, that was extreme, Natalie? Oh yeah, when they like explode. Yeah. But Although they're they are stronger than regular ones, but they're for whatever reason, easier to defeat. It makes no sense. Fatal flaw. Yeah. Despite the fact that um, there's clearly stuff going on and Rita's dumpster appears back on Earth for some reason, uh, Zordon decides that it's a, it's a quiet day in Angel Grove, so it's time for him and Alpha to do their secret mission. And they call it a secret mission to each other. <laughs> and then disappear in a weird... Door in the side of the <laughs> yeah. Starfield wall. 
And they also um, they also don't tell the Rangers because apparently it guards the knowledge against Zed, who's just you know looking through the telescope for trying to see what they're up to. He's like a peeping Tom on the moon, just watching these kids. Creepy. At least, uh, at least Zordon knows that this goes on, and he has contingencies that prevent it from happening. You've got to, you've got to admire that. I think. In a weird basement room that has like a vent above it, <laughs> something that's easy to crawl through. Yeah. Yeah. You also get a bit of uh, a bit of history and a bit of lore in this episode when Zed says that the morphing grid, which is what gives them all their powers, is maintained by Zordon and uh, Zed's struggle, which is interesting because, you know, it, if one ever wins, then they lose everything. So basically, they they have to keep fighting each other because otherwise they won't have the power that they have. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so the the Rangers are like a, a little bit lost because they don't know what's going on, and they can't get in touch with Zordon or Alpha. So you know it causes Billy to do some snooping, which uh, fair enough. But I wonder why they just didn't tell them something. You know, we're going going away for a day or two. Um, we'll be back. Wait, just to increase that suspense, and then when they when he finds out, they can all like worry they're all like who's it gonna be why do we we're a team we don't need another one they're pretty resistant to change though they don't want another teammate no they despite the fact that they had one and lost one yeah yeah um no one's like well i hope this new teammate is tommy i i really fell asleep during this episode so i have no idea what happened? I just remember waking up and everyone was smiling and and patting each other on the back. You loved the tiger. You fainted at the same. Tiger. You must have fainted at the same time Kimberly did when the reveal happened. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! And they all wait. just leave her. I remember that. But that's when he like revealed himself. She like passed out, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, oh my god, it's so good that you're back!" And then he like rushes over to her, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm back!" Just like, yeah, I'm so happy you're here. And then you think they're going to kiss or something and that you've missed like some sort of relationship. It turns out they're just weird. No, they had a bit of a romance kicking about in the background. Did they actually, though? Yeah. They didn't really want to make too fine a point on it because, you know, no one was watching for the, the Power Rangers love triangles. Yeah. Love triangle? Why? Who else was interested? I don't know. Well, it, it sounds like Natalie has no thoughts on this. So, Angus, what do you think of the reveal <laughs> that it's Tommy? Uh, well, as I say, I don't ever remember thinking it wasn't him, even even seeing this. I think, did this come out before or after? He was the White Ranger in the movie, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I always just associated him with being green and then and then white. So I don't ever, I don't remember this ever being like a big reveal at any point to me. I seem to remember it was because Tommy hadn't been in it for a while, so it was kind of almost like he'd left the show, even though he was still in the main credits. So when he turns up as the White Ranger, it's a bit of a surprise. Although you see him getting abducted after he's been swimming in the lake earlier in the episode. Yeah, in some flesh-coloured shorts that were quite disturbing. (laughs) Yeah, he hadn't quite transitioned to wearing only white yet. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a great review. I think I was just, at the time, I would just have been glad to see Tommy again because everyone likes Tommy because he's cool. Did it blow your young mind? 
It probably did, yeah. Um, I, I was probably extremely excited. And also seeing another cool-looking white uh, Power Ranger as well. Yep, adding oh. another color to the Power Ranger rainbow. Yeah, well, apparently he's from a completely different Sentai show, so that's... Um, I don't know how they managed to splice that all in, but um, that's why he looks so different to the others. Yeah, and they, they never, like, kick up a fuss about him getting all the cool gear. No. Jason's like, I've been doing this for, like, three years. Where's my, where's my Tiger Zord? But they're just that good. Although they all got new Zords fairly recently, anyway. True. As you see in this episode. Natalie, that's when you like the litter box scraping tiger. Because it's cute. It's like what our cat does. <laughs> <laughs> Scratching away in the sand. Yeah. I, I quite like when he first uses the tiger zord, how he, he leaps too far and it falls over because he's not <laughs> used to it being so powerful. Yeah, you liked that as well, didn't you, Nathalie? What? It falls over the first time it comes out. Oh, <laughs> and it's on its it back. needs to get, like, helped up or something. And then he rides its head. Yeah. <laughs> and then goes inside sometimes. Yeah, and then also a, the red one sits on it as well in some <laughs> weird jousting configuration. That, that's just cool, though. <laughs> I feel, I feel really bad because I have been really negative. But it's just because it's Swearing during a Power Rangers podcast? No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's going to sound like um, it's just because it was ay ay ay. I have to be honest, Craig, what I did really enjoy about um, watching the episodes was actually just our chat that we had on Messenger because that was hilarious. That was the most entertaining part of watching the show. I'm not sure what was more entertaining about that chat than most, but okay. Well, it was better than this. So. Some, qu- <laughs> some quality Power Rangers gifts. <laughs> yeah. If I can put them in the show notes, I will, but I'm not sure I'll be able to. <laughs> yeah. But the yeah the the tigers are falling over is is quite funny because it's just he's not expecting it to be so nimble I guess and uh, also he says he's never had a partner before when it's a sword yeah it talks to him. yeah Saba the 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 saber Saba Mr. Man and of course the um the the White Ranger theme is, is pretty awesome as well. I just love that sequence. It's really cool. I mean, there's lots of Zord stuff going on that you don't really see before. I mean, you've got the usual stock footage of the the um, Thunder Zords transforming and so on. But, you know, the Tiger Zord being there is all new. And then they just, yeah, they combine them in different ways. It's always good seeing them combine. It's interesting that his, that his first introduction should be a bit of a fail. Because normally, whenever they get cool new things... Everything works immediately and yeah. defeats everything. Yeah. And um, there's that reused shot of the, the tiger's or landing on its back and flailing about. It's always things <laughs> really funny. Yeah, it does the same thing quite a few times, I think, in this episode. <laughs> these episodes. Yeah, when it just changes configuration within a second as it falls over. It's cool, though. Yeah, and... Tommy's back on the team, which everyone should be excited about. By that time, had they just scrapped the di- the dinosaurs thing? 
They had to get new Zords when Lord Zed came in because the old Zords were crap when compared to Zed's new breed of monsters. So the new ones weren't dinosaurs? No, they're Thunder Zords. So there was a dragon? The red a- dragon, the um, the griffin, the unicorn, the lion, uh, yeah. and the firebird, whatever that is. I see. So the tiger doesn't have to fit into any kind of oh, no, dinosaur they, slash prehistoric beast. No, it's just a tiger. Got it. It's from a different Sentai, remember? So um, they just needed another six ranger, I guess. And and then Tommy immediately gets made the, the leader, which is a bit weird because Jason's been doing it for so long. And then he just gets put in the background just haphazardly. Is that when they have the, the jump freeze frame, or is that at the end of the Green Ranger one? I think they do it quite a lot. <laughs> Always a good way to end an episode. Where they uh, where they put their hands in the you know in the center, where they all yep. touch hands and yell Power Rangers, and, and I don't know, it affirms their kind of cultish status, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, white light. Is it a good two parter? Lots of action, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Introduction of the white one. I, yeah, as I say, I just I don't remember being um, confused by the reveal. So it it just feels like everything's kind of leading towards what you as an audience kind of know. Tommy's coming back, <laughs> and they've got all these weird reactions where they don't they don't want to have a new teammate. But everyone, but everyone's like, who knows who's going to be the White Ranger? Maybe it'll be Chris Klein. no reaction from natalie there no um i'm trying to remain positive craig (laughs) i think that says more than any comment could ever say (laughs) i actually even zoned out at that so no idea what's going on i said that when they you know the white the mystery of the white ranger uh, yeah Angus seems to think that it was always going to be Tommy, but you were sitting there thinking it will be Chris Klein. I was thinking, when's Chris Klein in this? <laughs> but he just never showed up. So maybe, maybe, maybe actually I'm just really disappointed at that. You know, maybe, maybe it's just because of that. I don't know. But um, yeah, Gus had said like the green one was the white one, and I thought I knew that as well. And then I thought, well, it can't be because Chris Klein's not in this yet, and we're watching the green guy. So <laughs> then Gus was like, "Who?" So we had like some sort of discussion over Chris Klein being a Power Ranger before. Yeah, so it was revealed to me before I actually watched the episode. Sorry, spoiled it for you. Yeah. I just had to put myself in my nine-year-old self's mindset and think, how did I feel at the time? And at the time, I was excited because Tommy was back. We've got he's got a new cool power suit. He's got a new Zord. There's going to be there's going to be lots of stock footage to look at over the next few episodes. I I just yeah I mean like I said I didn't really watch it. I I did watch it when I was younger, but it wasn't a case of. Like, I knew what time it was on on TV. If it was on, like, me, my sister, and we'd watch it. But, like, 
I don't really remember scheduling my my viewing over it. I was probably outside climbing trees or something. <laughs> Just climbing trees instead of watching climbing trees. Climbing trees instead of watching rangers. Indeed. Mm. Is it a wasted life? Who knows? Yeah. So, so quite like mixed reactions. I thought it was pretty epic. I like seeing the the tigers already introduced. That was really cool. I did like the little tiger. That was cute. The and giant tiger. Two episodes instead of five. So. So wait, does he like downgrade from a dragon to a tiger? Depends on your definition of downgrade. The the tiger sword is much more powerful than the dragon but sword. I think. I prefer the big cat. But the dragon looks pretty cool. Yeah, if only there was a way for him to keep both. Yeah, what happens to the dragon? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it ever gets destroyed. I think they just stop using it. Are they conscious? How do they work? They Essentially, they get in and they instinctively know how to pilot them, as it tells you in the... the no, I mean, like, the actual, the actual machines. Like, are they... Are they alive? No. <laughs> are they... Are they alive? Oh. <laughs> no, they are not alive. They're um, they're controlled by the rangers. And it's really weird because they seem to possess like more characteristics and life than the actual characters. <laughs> Is that because they roar and stuff? No, I just think it's because they're cooler. They are cool. They're made for some good toys. They do roar when they when they appear, so it's like they're being controlled at some point, unless they've got some level of sentience. They must, because there's definitely points where no one's controlling them. Well, I think they have a remote control activation sequence. You know, they just they're automatically programmed to come out of the fissure in the ground and then head towards where the rangers are. Incredible, incredible um, technology. Oh, it's great! It's alien. Technology invented by Zordon or invented by Alpha or invented by someone. It's beyond our knowledge. Yeah, but, God. <laughs> but the Power Rangers know exactly how to pilot them as soon as they get in, except from Tommy when the Tiger Zord falls over. <laughs> oh, so cute. <laughs> I'm, I'm just oh. loving talking about this, even though you're, you're, you're on a bit of a downer on the old Power Rangers franchise. Just, I'm just falling asleep. I've got the great, <laughs> the great pottery throwdown to watch, and I know that I'm gonna have to watch it after after this. So, trying to stay tuned for the great pottery me. throwdown podcast. Enthusiasm <laughs> <laughs> for that. Um, so, shall yeah. we move on to the the final episode of the 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 assigned final reading? Let's Goldar's big day out. As <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great episode. Even I, I find I find Goldar to be an immensely fascinating character. Okay, I do have something that I like about this. Okay, and it's the baddies, like not the weird red guy or the weird white rabbit dragon thing that kind of looks like he might have been a knockoff toy from the Neverending Story. But I do like. Yeah. Older, and I really like Rita. Rita's pretty good. Yeah, they're my they're okay. So out of favorites, they're my favorites. I always thought in my head that my favorites were the White Ranger 
I always thought he was my favourite, but actually, Rita Repulsa and uh, Goldar are really the heroes of the show. I like Goldar. In my pitch, he was like, he was quite prominent. Yeah, he doesn't get enough screen time. He, his voice. I think he does. In over the course of all sixty odd episodes, he gets plenty of screen time. I think his voice is amazing, and that's why I want to see him in everyday scenarios. And his animatronic um, mouth. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I want to see him, you know, just putting stuff in the microwave or... Well, you should watch Power Rangers Zeo then, because at the start of Power Rangers Zeo, he has lost his memory, and he hangs around with Bulk and Skull and makes them dinner and stuff. (laughs) Why is he hanging with those guys? (laughs) He becomes their butler or something. It's it's really crazy. Why wasn't that the dumb episode you made us watch? (laughs) Because I wanted to stick to Mighty Morphin. But, you know, we could do a separate Zeo podcast at some point. I thought you were making us watch it to realise that the characters were interchangeable. And I, I'd just gotten, I'd just learned all their names. So I was a bit annoyed. Well, I wanted to pick a pretty silly one. And I think, and this was the first silly one I came across. Um, I mean, I know they're all silly, right? But this one is especially silly. Um, and yes, as you said, this one has three of the new Power Rangers. So we've got a new red, black and yellow. So we've got Rocky, who's the new Red Ranger, Adam, who's the new Black Ranger, and Aisha, who's the new Yellow Ranger. All presumably cheaper than their counterparts. Yeah, I don't know what the whole reason was, but I remember there was this arc. It was the um, where they had to go to some alien planet and find some swords that would help them, that would let them transfer the powers and things like that. And for some reason, the actors playing um, the actors playing Jason Trini and Zach weren't in those episodes. So what you had was some really bad voiceover um, impersonators when they were mm-hmm. in costume. And then there's a bit where Tommy, etc. go up to speak to them and they're kind of shrouded by sunlight so you can't make out them fa- their faces. <laughs> it's, it's a really That's bizarre awful. scene. Uh, yeah, they'd already, research. they'd already left the show and somehow they'd... Um, they, they kept those characters in, and the the voiceover dubbing is really bad. It doesn't yes. sound remotely like them. They switched out the old three for some reason. Um, and the new the three, money. they were they were fine. Money probably, Where's but these the are the. Um, this is the team in this episode that appears in the film. What? Mm. What yeah. film? Yeah. The actual Orphan film. Power Rangers the movie. Huh. The smash hit of 1995. <laughs> it opens with a really badass skydiving scene. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's like, Tommy's it's on like a the, snowboard yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, he's for some reason on a surfboard that's going through the air. But it's almost like they got given loads of money for the first time ever. And the producers were like, we're going skydiving. <laughs> Bring the camera. We'll put it in the film somewhere. That's what I think happened. But anyway, yeah, this is the team. This is the team we get in the film, and this is a team that I think mostly sticks through Zio. I think uh, Aisha leaves at some point. Although, don't quote me on that because I'm not sure. But the the essential plot of this episode is that there's a a vice versa dance where women get to ask men out, and it's not weird. And yet, at the end, Adam still asks a girl to dance, and I was like, that's not how it's supposed to work. No. Um. And Adam's really upset that no one has asked him to the vice versa dance, even though everyone else, including Billy, has someone to go with. 
you know, and it seemed like a big deal that Billy has someone to go with because he's like the last. Billy. <laughs> yeah. And what grabs me about this is that Zed seems to be really interested in Adam's love life. He's looking Who's through his that? telescope, commenting on it. Lord Zed. The exposed brain guy. <laughs> I mean, he has the uh, the unforgettable oh. line, if that human girl is allowed to ask the Black Ranger to the dance, my plan will be ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... What a line. Rangers are whack, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Zed's having a bit of an off day as far as plans go, I think. Goldar's <laughs> having a big day out. Zed's having an off day. <laughs> yeah. I also like the female versions of Bulk and Skull. And, it has, <laughs> and there's a bit of a vice versa there as well. As in I the know, bulk that took one. me a long time to figure <laughs> out. The Bulk one is after Skull, and the Skull mm-hmm. one is after Bulk. Which is yeah. just—it's really about their own attraction to each other. What? Yeah. What I think is that um, the bulk and skull are a closeted gay couple that just don't want to admit their true feelings for one another, and never was that in, your, in your treatment. It wasn't because I hadn't rewatched a lot of the series when I was <sighs> coming up with the treatment, but it would be now. You know, it would be a very tasteful coming out story. They do end up in each other's arms quite a lot. They do, and there's an episode where they uh, where they where they kiss on the cheek. Because Kimberly. Oh, oh, yeah, she moves it the way. Can I just say, that was another thing that really annoyed me about this TV show is like how, whenever, so even in the first episode, right, going back to that, Kimberly is getting harassed by those guys. She says no, and they're like, oh, that must mean a yes, and they, and they won't take no as an answer. But then she doesn't get listened to, so she needs a guy to come and say, no, she's not interested. It's like, no, listen to her. She said no. Leave her alone or she'll kick your butt. Aye, aye, aye. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. But seriously, like, and it happens in all, it happens in like all, almost all the episodes we watched yesterday. And then in that episode especially, it's like loads of harassment and then they turn it around so that the guys get harassed and they still don't understand the error of their ways of like, oh, that was really oh, annoying. Although they, they, do, um, they do get covered in cake in the, uh, the White Ranger episode. Doesn't matter. Like they totally, like it totally was just like showcasing like harassment of women, and then that you needed a guy to always like be there to defend you. Mate, she like knows gymnastics. She can <laughs> backflip out of there. Kimberly can handle herself. She often does, just not in those episodes. Yeah, and the world doesn't revolve around her. The universe doesn't revolve around her. That too. <laughs> Yeah, I find that Zed being interested in Adam's love life especially is is quite fascinating because why? I mean, like of all the things to be interested in, you know, he's, he's obviously trying to use it to lure the Rangers into some kind of trap, um, which turns out to be the same trap as always. Here's a monster, it grows, you'll fight it, job done. It's really micromanaging that world domination plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he sends down Sor- Scorpina who poses as someone called Sabrina, who's another new kid at Angel Grove High, which has a revolving door of new kids. There's always a new kid. And they've all been held back so many years that they look (laughs) (laughs) their late 20s slash 30s. Maybe that's it. They spend so much time saving the world that they always fail exams and just get held back year after year (laughs) after year. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. But the the whole subterfuge thing... uh, I think it's pretty stupid, even by Power Ranger standards, because there's just no way that they should be falling for it at this stage. 
Maybe that's what makes your favourite episodes stand out so much, though, is that they had to have some off days. <laughs> yeah, this is just, yeah, this is what you would call filler, you know. But I think it's pretty ridiculous filler. And the funniest thing is, the next episode is about Zed trying to undermine Adam's confidence using a mirror or something like that. So I don't know why he keeps picking on Adam so much. <laughs> like, it seems to be his personal target. It just keeps He's really happening. obsessed. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's jealous. There we go. That would be quite funny if I mean it was if it was deliberately written that way and the writers were just having a laugh and saying, What if he was just obsessed with one of them? <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, you've got the, the obvious racial tension that, that comes with the colours, but um they they've capably switched that out now that the uh, the Asian character is the black ranger and the, the black character is the yellow ranger now. You know, it's it's a nice little switcheroo there. I also believe that Jason had some Native American heritage, and thus Tommy did. Did he? Yeah, Tommy Cause, did. Yeah, because I'm during my research, making him the Red Ranger was also pointed out as potentially racially insensitive. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he was the Red Zeo Ranger and the Red Turbo Ranger, but it was revealed through his brother that he had some kind of Native American roots. <laughs> he goes on a vision quest. As always happens with oh, Native no. American stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. The less said about that, the better. I actually don't think there was any intent. You know, I think um, making the Black Ranger black was kind of accidental at first. It was something that nobody really thought about. The Black Ranger black and the Yellow Ranger Asian. Yeah. I yeah. Think you think it was deliberate? I don't. Yeah, and I, th- I think that people are just ridiculously racist. Well, none of the none of the kids watching thought of that that way. It's just they're the black. That's the black ranger. That's Zach. It's cool. You know. Then why bring it up at all? Because it has been brought up by the internet, and it would be it would be a, a travesty if it wasn't mentioned. Oh, okay. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, this episode. Is there any impressions of it? I mean, I know it's just a pretty disposable one, but I thought I would. I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about one of the kind of filler standard episodes. You know, the kind of weekly, I guess, day jobs of the Power Rangers. This is kind of a weekly thing that they deal with. I think the standout was uh, female Bulk and Skull, and <laughs> I think as I was watching it more and more, there. Just their odd um, lives kind of stood out more and more. Their weird costumes. Why was why was Skull dressed like a Confederate soldier? <laughs> uh, Skull, the one that always had like the really cool outfits. According to you, yeah. I loved him. <laughs> why did Bulk wear that weird helmet? I mean, what was going on? They were just so strange. And ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, in some ways, you're like they're just harmless bullies. But then in other ways, like you pointed out, they they end up. Like sexually harassing people, and you know yeah. some of it's pretty lewd. Yeah. lewd. I mean, they're not really bullies; they're bullied more than they're bullies. Well, yeah, they do end up getting bullied a lot, and <laughs> but they keep trying. You know, thrown in trash cans and covered <laughs> in cakes, and yeah. But again, it's a good message for the kids, isn't it? Look, we can humiliate the bullies. You could humiliate the bullies too. All you have to do is learn martial arts or gymnastics or be fiendishly intelligent or be a great dancer. Yeah. And just, One of those, and you can don't, overcome your bullies. Don't escalate the fight unless you're forced. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, that's the lesson, isn't it? Never be the first to attack. <laughs> Only for knowledge and defence. That's it. It's interesting how, uh, light, how many life lessons can be learned from Power Rangers. Yeah. And, and don't be upset if no one's going to ask you to dance, because eventually someone will. Why do you even need to be asked? I think you can just go on your own and nobody should care. No, I think you should assume that there's a cosmic overlord that's controlling <laughs> things. Yeah. I also quite like it how much he strops throughout the episode. He's like, I'm not even going to go. I'm just going to go home and read. It's like, okay. Okay, Adam. <laughs> you never find out who Rocky's going with. Who's Rocky? The Red Ranger. Well, everyone knows the Red Ranger's got a date. <laughs> and uh, Tommy is presumably going with Kimberly. Well, everyone knows the White Ranger's got a date. Yeah. And it's going to be the Pink Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a standard episode. You know, it's you can watch it or not watch it, and I chose to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I just quite like the idea of just how stupid it was. And I'm not sure why it was called Goldar's vice versa, because he wasn't quite a... He wasn't quite so prominent in the episode, I don't think. Yeah, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was going to be Goldar-centric. Yeah, it sounds like a game show as well, Goldar's vice versa. I'd watch that. (laughs) Goldar engineers an evil Japanese game show so that the Power Rangers have to go through certain rounds to... Well, wait, you didn't tell me the Power Rangers were going to be in this. I'm not watching anymore. (laughs) You just want Goldar. I'm here for Goldar. I'm here for Goldar. (laughs) Uh, cry for Goldar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but watch Zio and you can watch him like making cookies and and all that stuff and bringing Balkan Skull drinks. What? Yeah, I must admit, I've watched some episodes of Zio over the past few days. How far down this rabbit hole are you going to go? <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably get fed up eventually. Samurai, super duper samurai. <laughs> Superpower Zio Samurai. I think when Tommy's gone, I'm essentially gone. You're here for Tommy. We're here for Goldar. You're here for Tommy. I'm actually I'm not here for anyone. I'm actually currently watching Project Runway right now. So oh. Well, they could be wearing Power Rangers costumes on there. Anyway, I hope that actually, I'm actually optimistic that there might one day be like a special themed episode. At least well, one of them Lord, looks like Finster. <laughs> Lord Zed attacks a fashion show. <laughs> is Kimberly's, it run by the Black Ranger <laughs> and Kimberly's in that fashion show sporting some kind of pink number Fiend. yeah there we go there's an episode of Power Rangers they're pretty easy premises to come up with aren't they yeah then Volcano Pterodactyl boom done <laughs> although it was Firebird at that point I apologise yeah I apologise yeah, you would see them calling on their zords and you would see them getting struck by lightning and transforming into the new ones. For some reason. So, so how do you feel overall about the Power Rangers? Was uh, watching it again bringing back all those warm, fuzzy feelings inside? And are you pumped for the movie? Well, I was just going to come on to the new film, of course. Uh, yes, rewatching these episodes brought back all those warm, fuzzy feelings, and I was actually really into the Green Ranger arc. I was, you know, I was dialed into the stakes. I could remember how 
tense I felt back in the day having to wait 12 hours or so to watch the next one. That was 24 hours, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was every day at tea time. Need to find out what happens next. And, you know, you had no idea how long it would go on for, as you said, Angus. And it was just, yeah, it was epic. And I loved revisiting it. And I actually watched more episodes than I suggested I would. <laughs> so, you know, I was quite immersed in the whole Power Rangers universe again. I tried to stick to the highlights, but, you know, so those were the kind of multi-part sagas where Tommy loses his powers and gets his powers back and loses them again. And And do you have any idea what the film is going to uh, be about? Or does it, I mean, is it kind of rebooting the originals? I don't know. What what is it going to be? As I understand it, it's a high budget or high-ish budget reboot of this very show. So you've got the original five You've got the original Zords, except they look a bit less like guys in suits now. Uh, you might have Goldar. Who knows? Goldar? <laughs> if Goldar's in it, I'm there. He could be. I don't know. I wa- I, I'll, con- it, I'll confess I watched the first teaser, which was um, it's told you nothing. Uh, apart I, from the bunch I'll of tell you one thing. Mention. What? It may interest you, Natalie. What? In the movie, the new yeah, movie, yeah. Zordon. Yeah. You know who that is? The Flo- face. Floating tube head man. Yeah. Lava Lamp. Mr. Mm. Lava Lamp. Mm. Mr. Lava Lamp. <laughs> he is Lava. played in this new movie. By the same guy? No. By, by Brian Cranston. Waiting on the reaction. She's there like, is no reaction. Yeah, I. He was also in like. Kong or something, right? Godzilla. Godzilla, yeah. And he's in that for like what, thirty seconds, thirty-five so you, seconds. You don't think Zordon's gonna have a big part? God, like no. <laughs> the only thing big, cool about the new flo- movie coming out. He's a big floaty Heisenberg face. Does he have a hat? Yes. He's wearing glasses. Yes. No, because aliens don't wear glasses. He's got a big floaty lava lamp goatee beard. Anyway, here's a, aliens, here's, aliens here's another. Here's another Cranston-related bit of trivia in regards to Power Rangers. Cranston's pickle. Back Is in the day. Is it a question, or can it be a question, like like we're in a quiz? Eh, uh, I don't know, but I'm about to answer it, so. I think you know uh, what he's going to say. Oh, I wanted an opportunity to, like, guess. Well, Brian Cranston did a lot of voice work on yes. Power Rangers back in the day. So I think a lot of the monsters and stuff are him. And, and Billy was named after him. Billy Cranston. <laughs> wow, it all comes full circle. That Although is... I think um, I think he upset the actor who played um, Billy at some point. Yeah, well, because because the the actor who played Billy is uh, is gay, and I think Cranston said something that was quite inssensitive about the about gay people. What did he say? Don't I don't remember the exact quote was, but he, he mentioned some kind of derogatory term where oh. when he mentioned who was named after him. Oh my god, that's awful. Well, that's awful. Nice yeah, it's not the best. I was just going to say that the only thing that looks cool about the movie is the fact that they've got a lenticular poster on the buses. Yes. The boycott starts here. 
<laughs> the boycott does not start here. I will be there next <laughs> Friday. That's like that's like proper. Sh- aye, 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 aye. <laughs> Cranston described the character as fae, which means to be fairy-like. Oh. Yeah, awkward. David Yost, who plays Billy, had not come out publicly at the time of that interview in 2009. As late as 2009? Yeah. As in. This is when Cranston said that. Yeah. And uh, David Yoss said, I just wanted to be an actor. And in the 90s, you didn't admit you were gay. Because if you did, you weren't going to be a working actor. That's so awful. Well. Cranston did apologise, though. Yeah, but you can't just be, like, throwing that about. Do you mean, like... No, I agree. I'm just... um, it's a bit of trivia, a bit of Power Rangers trivia. Brian well, Cranston has been there since the beginning. Yeah, well, this is why I don't like Power Rangers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason. Another reason not to like Power Rangers. Um, new film, I'm pretty excited, although I'm actually painfully aware that it's pretty well set up for disappointment <laughs> because I'm actually really looking forward to it and normally that's a bad sign. Can you tell me a world where it would actually be a good movie? Um, it could be a good film. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But I've always thought that doing a high-budget version of Power Rangers would be a, a good thing to do. Yeah, maybe it'll surprise us. Maybe. I don't know if I'll actually like claim some time to watch it. It'll oh, appear one day on Netflix underneath the other t- Dirty. Well, I won't be able to distinguish it amongst the other 30 things. So. <laughs> so you won't be attending the Power Rangers podcast that could happen? Mm, I could... Nah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. What about you, Angus? I don't know if I'm convinced enough to go and see a new movie. Oh, I mean, this so has been an experience. <laughs> yeah, so it's just going to be me talking to myself about the new Power Rangers movie. It's going to be great. Well, there, there must be other people that are that are willing to see it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll just troll the Power Rangers p- message boards and just ask for volunteers. Maybe the internet is ready for your Power Rangers monologue podcast. <laughs> yes, I I don't think I'd listen to it, but I can say that it's probably really good. I might actually listen to it if it was just you. <laughs> um, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. I have enough trouble recording intros. <laughs> well, you've got a couple of weeks to think about it. <laughs> As do you, about whether you want to see it or not. <laughs> I've only seen trailer number one. I haven't seen trailer number two. Trailer number one just shows you a bunch of kids in detention. And then it doesn't even show you Zordon or anything like that. I could be the breakfast club. Essentially, yeah. Go go Breakfast Club. With Zords? With Zords, yeah. Um, I'm excited. Um, which means I could be disappointed. I don't know how to like make you feel better about that. Thirty three percent of this podcast is excited for the new Transformers. I mean Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I imagine you're probably excited about the new Transformers, so, you know. Uh, no. Uh, no. Haven't you been suckered in by four different trailers up to this point? No. Because I remember we were, you, 
we saw the trailer for the fourth one and you were like, oh, Scrimlock, I've got to see that. <laughs> I know, I know. They keep reeling me back in. But... <laughs> and this one oh. has Anthony Hopkins in it. Oh, what? I'm back. Which <laughs> one? You're back in And King Arthur, for some reason. King Arthur? Yeah. So they're doing the, a Decepticon in King Arthur's Court storyline. Uh, could be. I have no idea if that's a storyline, but... Yep, yeah. it is. What? That is an actual storyline from the cartoons. I thought you were just making that up. I think it's actually called A Decepticon in the Court of King Arthur. <laughs> I'll take that out for the show notes. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it, it exists. It's real. It happened. Yep. Cool. Well... well yeah. I think I think on that note we should wrap these this whatever this was up this <laughs> retrospective on Power Rangers. Wait, it's supposed to be retro. Yeah. It was as big a retrospective as I could think of. I didn't know how to talk about the entire show, so that's why I assigned homework of particular episodes to talk about. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at memes and <laughs> finding it amusing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Craig. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry that I'm rubbish. I'm sorry that um, my memory is so poor and my attention span so short. That's okay. Thanks. At least you could listen to the Power Rangers album and get a lot what? of it. You know, the music. Oh, we never talked about the fact that the music changes. Like, so the first episode, great music, great tunes, they use it many times, and then you get to like the others, the other ones, and they've got like different songs. Yeah, yeah, you get the Green Ranger song, the White Ranger song, various other songs. Goldar's theme. Goldar's theme. <laughs> um, Lord Zed's really evil-sounding theme. And I'll I'll need to put clips of these all over this this podcast so that people can know what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for having me join you um, and challenge your love of the Power Rangers. Thank you for putting yourself through ten episodes of Power Rangers. Oh my God! Don't even put it into double digits. Like I was literally still just like. Oh no! It's only nine. It's fine. Three hours of my life. Thank you for putting yourself through nine episodes of Power Rangers, just so you could criticise it while I defend it. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's over. We did it. It's outro time. Yeah. We did it. And Angus, how was your overall experience of rewatching episodes of Power Rangers? Um, I just want that supercut. Get, <laughs> get, get that volcano out of here. <laughs> I don't know why I keep criticising the volcano. <laughs> that goddamn volcano out here. I mean, I, you just hate the volcano. I just I remember it so much. So many volcanoes. <laughs> and yet, the same volcano. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And as I've said multiple times, I loved it. Loved rewatching it. And I'm absolutely delighted there's a high-budget film coming out. And uh, I should savour this delight, and this will be a snapshot of that delight for when I'm talking about how rubbish it was next week. <laughs> oh, I think that you'll find something to enjoy about it. Let's hope so. I Let's also hope for your sake also that that happens. And on that note, we should return to our volcanoes and fissures in the ground and 
wherever the other Zords hide. The juice bar? <laughs> <laughs> the juice bar. Yeah. <laughs> With oh, Ernie. You'll find me there. Do some correcting. <laughs> or, uh, or bouncing about on that balance beam that's in there. Um, no, I'll be doing the karate. And I'll be, um, I'll probably get cake put in my face, to be honest. Oh my god, don't compare yourself <laughs> to those ones! Craig! That's terrible! Well, to be fair, out of out of the five Power Rangers, or six Power Rangers, and Bulk and Skull, I'm probably more like them. Oh my god. <laughs> well, yeah. on that note... On that note, it's time yeah. to end. Yeah. So, thank you for subjecting yourselves to nine episodes of Power Rangers. For me, it was no chore. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks for, for the opportunity <laughs> for us to be podcast rangers. Oh podcast rangers. Go, go, podcast rangers. That's the one. Go, go, podcast rangers. Before we go, you have to pick a color. Natalie? What? Color. Holographic. It's not a color. It is. I want to be the holographic ranger. Uh, I'll be the cerulean ranger. I was just going to go with grey. <laughs> <laughs> the grey ranger. <laughs> well, I'm holographic, so I'm go for it. <laughs> well, we're the team that no one likes to call in when, yeah, when all hope is lost. Don't even bother calling me because I literally don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and my Zord is... I don't know. In a stone? It's uh, <laughs> the Zord in the stone. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it not called that? That'd be fantastic. Uh, that's where they find a new Zord that's trapped in stone. Yeah, I got that. That's Power yeah. Rangers in the court of King Arthur. Oh my god. <laughs> that's, what, that's the next movie. Yeah. My Zord is a magic carp. That's my Zord. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Splash. Completely worthless. Just flails about. Like all the others. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Well, I'm going to go now because uh, it's been two hours of um, what I can only imagine a uh, water torture is. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> um, thank you yeah. for thank See you, you for the uh, yes thank you for attending and we will reconvene with something we might enjoy all enjoy next time yeah i hope so yeah. <laughs> ever optimistic all yeah. right okay well okay. take care bye. bye there we go i got my wish i got to talk about power rangers on the internet thanks to natalie and angus for joining me on my mission and a special thanks to natalie who put herself through nine episodes of something she apparently hates just for this podcast if you enjoyed what you heard here then please do subscribe on itunes youtube or any major podcasting app and hope you'll join us on the next more phenomenal kneel before pod Oh,